Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Pinky up. <laughs> Good form. Great form. The go. pause was the balancer. As they say in Italy. Okay, we got the clap. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> here we go, boys. This is and the, the drip. KS Tunner podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks. That's just me, a freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. Go with the one. This is OKS Tunner. I'm going to pour that back in the bottle. Yeah, it's a little spicy it's a for little you. Rough. I don't not think it's as, that bad. It's not as smooth. As, it's got like a. It's like just punching me right in the eye socket or something. It's got a bit of a weird sour punch. It's hurting my sinuses. You need to go blow your nose and you need to go wash your mouth out. It's fine. Ooh. Grandpa Greg's in the house tonight. We got a winner. Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> You're not like that. Oh. You're not going to be happy when this old man whoops your ass. Ooh. Do you like Grandpa Greg more? Get him, Papa! More or less <laughs> than Tinker, Tinker Tubbs. Tinker? Tinker Tubbs. I don't like either of them. Garbage. What did someone say the other day? You can't pick the nickname. That's, no, a That's the thing about yeah. a nickname. You, you don't get to pick it. it. That's, the one we call That's right, Grandpa Greg. Tyler's, Tyler's truck. It's not Silverback. It's the Muttmobile. <laughs> it is. He has a lot of dogs in that thing all the time. It reeks like a dog. Nothing against Tyler because he is—he trains the dogs. The dogs are amazing. But I got punched in the face by a dog smell like yep. so hard when yep. I sat down in that truck. Yep, that is very intense. He shop backed it for me, so which is nice. Oh, which is nice. Well, they got that going for him. Yeah. Cool. Welcome to the show. This is the OKS Hunter Podcast coming at you from the OKS Hunter Podcast Studio, brought to you by Half Rack Half-Rack.com. That was all one breath. Wow. Use code OHB at checkout. Save yourself some money. We have heard from our partners that people actually redeem the code. Yes. Does us no good. Like, we're, but it does you a lot of good as a listener to use that code. And uh, I think it's 15% at Half Rack. So go check them out. Lots of accessories. Their new meat lug is out, going to be out soon. I should have gotten that clarification before I jumped on to a live broadcast podcast. Um, but one is on, our, on its way here. So I'll just maybe talk about it next week when I have it in hand. Let's see how many beers we can fit in there for starters, because we don't have a lot of meat yet. <laughs> this is true. Season's coming. I mean, Greg lays down five doughs again. We'll see how effective the meat log we'll really is. We'll put that is. meat log to the test. That's we'll put right. it to the test. We will put it to the test. We will put Yeah. <laughs> put it to the test. Put say it with your chest. Put it to the <laughs> Oh Lord. And Latitude Outdoors code OHP will save you have confirmed fifteen percent off site wide. So it's everything. Hold on to your wallet. 
because you're about to lose all your money. Go spend it. <laughs> Go have some fun. Uh, <coughs> the sticks are great. They're starting. They've been shipping. I've been seeing people calming down on the internet, like Taylor Swift said, 7 a.m., calm down. And you're not, you're surprised. What does she have to do with this? You're surprised I'm quoting anyway. Taylor Swift for no, the 18th not. time in 100 plus episodes? I'm just going to look down and shake my head slowly. <laughs> Someday she will write a song about you. <laughs> You just, that would make my life. I'm kidding? sure it would. Like, why would you say that sure to me? Sure it would. God. Anyway. Um, <sighs> yeah. yeah. Spartan Forge is getting some use by Derek. The the uh, Northwoods video you did, you were showing some, some fancy screenshots. I did a good job blocking, or blocking, hiding the, masking the latitude and longitude. The that coordinates. Is, that's appreciated. That was a panic moment in the last one of those I ever did for you. Eric, take it down. Eric, uh, the coordinates are all over that. Been live for three minutes. You got coordinates live. You got, you got coordinates live, buddy. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a fast way to... Yeah, you probably should have got me a bottle of Malort for that one. No, I think that was just a mental in my brain freak out. Nothing really happened. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could have been leaked. So there's like 15 people that are opening the like, that freaking Clark. Like, Derek, no one watches our YouTube channel. I think you're safe. Safe. We're safe. But I had to delete it and re-upload it because you can't swap out a video. On YouTube, once it's out, it's out. And then if you wanted to do something, you got to start all over again. The damage is done. Yeah. But Spartan Forge code OHP saves you 20% on an annual subscription, but you don't necessarily need that because you can go try it out for free. Take a look, poke around, see what you like. Um, the time-lapse stuff is pretty impressive. The detail of the maps is the most impressive. The LiDAR is on the horizon coming out soon. Other than that, they have the slope angle where you can adjust to see hills and terrain um, with the... Um, Topple lines at I, for, I always forget the proximity which they're in. I think they're down to like five feet or something. Ridiculous. So you're looking for a hidden notch or knob or knob is what I meant to say. Ditch or it'll show up there and you'll the crevices because you can't see all that stuff with the vegetation. So when lidar comes out, it, it's kind of neat to especially doing some e scouting stuff. I think it's critical. Yeah, and you can see it on some of the guys who are you know. On the pro staff who get, you know, they test it out. Mm -hmm. Some of them post screenshots and I know, you know I little videos. Thinking, like, did, and it like, did it come out? Did it come out? Did it come out? It looks really cool. I keep seeing it, but I'm not, I don't have it yet. So, um, anywho, last, certainly not least, go wild. Time to go. Time to go wild.com. Again, code OHP will save you some money over there. However, uh, you can save yourself some money by just logging activities out there, whether you're on a hike, shooting your bow, listening to a podcast. It doesn't really matter. Just post. And uh, it's kind of like, it feels like work, like because you got to log your time, <laughs> clock in, clock out kind of thing almost. But the end result is you get a lot of points. Those points equal dollars and you can save money. So I just got an email today, like, see what your points have been up to. And I'm like, what have my points been up to? Can I get some trail cam, cell cams? And Ooh. I can save a lot of money because I'm a go wild user just like the rest of us. So definitely promoting that. I do see our podcast getting tagged quite a bit, especially Greg's favorite one, the OKS Fisher that he... Candidly co-hosts, co-ho-hosts. Ooh, see what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Check out, yeah, we have other podcasts on our, we have a network now. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention. <laughs> I suspect they haven't, so I'll just give you a quick update. We <laughs> we have the OK Fisher podcast, as we just mentioned. We have UpDuck. We're going to call it Ducklander, and then we quickly found out that there's another, there's a call company called Ducklander Calls, and someone made me aware of that, and I was like, uh-oh. Whoops. And I thought I did my research, so I called the owner, and I was like, my bad, dude. I didn't mean to, like, name this thing after your business that you've had for, like, 20 years. 
So a uh, great name though on the business. I I see why you picked catchy. that name. Very catchy. But uh, I will yield, sir. <laughs> Before and, I get that cease and desist. <laughs> and I was like, and he's a great sport about it. And he's like, yeah, it's fine, man. Uh, but nonetheless, Upduck is way more on brand anyway. <laughs> What's up, Duck? Um, so that's one. It's dogs are the through line like of uh, commonality, and then up for upland, duck for duck, waterfowl. So it's a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting with the through line of dogs, dog training, dog hunting, and well, not dog hunting, but hunting with dogs. <laughs> God, I got to get my shit together today. Um, lastly, we have uh, just added uh, the Onset podcast with uh, Elizabeth Brownell, a.k.a. the Rookie Hunter on social. And uh, she's doing a great job, great demeanor, great representation of the, the OKSNIST brand ethos, if you will. So check that out. It's all things outdoors, not just hunting, but certainly hunting is quite the... It'll definitely fill a lot of episodes, but she's like gardening and homesteading or not homesteading, but like... Trying to live off of uh, her, her her garden and her hunting uh, harvest as much as she can. I think that's all of them for now. There's more coming, so I'm gonna try to not like drop anything. You're not gonna spill yet. the beans. I'll keep the beans in the can. At a boy. But anyway, I don't know. We did a, a tour of Vortex yesterday. Hey, we've been together like three out of the last four days. We're the best we're friends that's why that we're anyone all, could have. I've got six friends anyone could have. We're, we're, we're not sick of each other yet, I don't think. Yeah, we got to do the BHA State Rendezvous. Oh. We did a shot, shot a few arrows, hung out there. Got to see all the BHA guys, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yesterday. Yes, it was. <laughs> yesterday. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, yesterday we got to go check out Vortex. That was neat. Really, really awesome facility. Really nice people. And uh, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. 100 yard range, 50 yard range, 25 yard range, uh, test range, uh, lots of t- uh, night vision stuff. Vortex <laughs> Edge, go check that out. Yeah. I mean, there's probably several YouTube videos on it, but go check out Vortex Edge. There's that's a pretty awesome place. The whole place is is awesome. The people are great. Ton of fun. Greg, uh, I think, really enjoyed the dogs more than anything. Hey, I like dogs. It was pretty I look cool over to see all the dogs. And he's just yeah. like, check this out. I'm petting this dog over here. <laughs> Smile from grin to grin. The dog like literally yeah. looked at me and said, hey, human, come over here. <laughs> I need dogs. you to pet me. They let humans in this place? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've been busy over here. There's been a lot going on, it feels like. Certainly not as much as Vortex. We're not a real business. <laughs> no, not a place that employs 400 people. You and- feel... Just, a lot less real while yeah. hanging in that place. Yeah. There's a handful of us, and I feel overwhelmed, could imagine. Anyway, we do have a guest with us today, so we're going to go ahead and bring him on. Um, oh, not full screen. My bad, dude. Oh, here we are. Lyndon, Lauren, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're, we're excited to talk to you. So a little background here. Um, Lyndon, I don't remember exactly how we came in contact, but I think it was like in 2019. It may have been... Around the time the world started to get a little kitty wampus, <laughs> and we yeah. were doing a lot of virtual networking, so it could have been the case that we met on LinkedIn or were introduced by a mutual friend or something. Maybe you remember, I don't. Yeah, I think it was through LinkedIn, and I, one of our probably mutual friends posted something and then commented or something along those lines, and it just kind of happened. Yeah, Connection. and back then you're like writing a book. I was like, hey, I've, I've got this podcast. If you, holy shit, Greg. Um, 
<laughs> no judgments here. Not judging. I was just not expecting. Getting uh, after it. I thought I was the one with a long day. Catch up. <laughs> Stanley sipping over here. Anyway, uh, no, and and you were writing a book back then. I was like, you should you should join the podcast and 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 shoot the breeze about that. And you're like, well, I'll do it when I finish the book. And so it's 2023 now, and the book has been published. So let's let's talk Woo! about that. Let's talk about. Do we have a publishing party? <laughs> that's what we're doing here. Yeah, there hey, it is. Cheers. Cheers. Congrats, man. There it is. That's a big feat. Thanks. Well done. Yeah, thank you. So what what inspired you to write a book? Maybe it just I guess I, I always get ahead of myself here. Let's unpack who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. Let's start there and then we'll build up. Okay. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, so, Lyndon Lauren, I'm from a small town, Brookings, Oregon. So, it's the last coastal town on the border of California. Really good black tail deer hunting. Uh, grew up there, did a bunch of hunting. Um, eventually, you know, moved up to a little bit more central of Brookings into like this Willamette Valley, which is currently where I'm at, Corvallis, Albany. I ended up teaching at a high school professionally, and then I'm at a university now overseeing a bunch of departments and i'm also a father husband i have a two-year-old son and a little princess on the way in a few months so we're pretty excited about that and yeah you know i think in terms of the book i wish i could give you a really cool badass story <laughs> uh, but it actually happened because a business before that failed uh, so just to give some context, you did say something occurred kind of that year. Everyone knows it's COVID, right? Uh, <laughs> the March of 2020, uh, I was very close to launching a nutrient dense food bar specifically for hunters That's, that we'd been okay. working on. I remember now. Yes. For uh, a year and a half. And we were pretty close with, uh, manufacturing and co-packing. We had everything situated and the company we are going through, uh, put a pause on all new projects right as COVID happened because they needed to preserve funding. And so that was definitely uh, a punch in the chest. And so I was sitting on the couch a little deflated and I watched a random YouTube video of someone who had written and published a book in a year. And I thought, is it that easy? Which obviously we know that <laughs> it's probably not because um, their book was quite different. And yeah. Anyways, uh, so I just did a quick search to see if there was something that existed with a, just an idea I had because I felt that I had so much good momentum going into this bar, especially with like connections and partnerships that I just didn't want to let it go to waste. And so I just did a quick search and I didn't see anything that existed that kind of merged my love for hunting and a little bit of my passion for the health sciences, my academic background. And here we are. I Thought I was going to do it within a year. Obviously, that's false. Uh, so it took about four years and a million revisions. And I worked with the publishing company. And yeah, this is, yeah, it's been quite the journey. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't, like, first of all, that's a, that chest punch must have really hurt. That's hard. And you seem to have parlayed that pretty quickly. So good for you for keeping your spirits up. I'm sure outside looking in is very different than being in the throes of that and being the guy in the field as the, the narrative goes, but kudos to you for powering through. I can't imagine a, what goes into writing a book in and of itself. Um, but then also like, I imagine you probably have to, I don't know if you have to pay a publishing company or like how that works. 
Um, but that sounds like that would be difficult to navigate too. And I'm not trying to do a podcast on how to publish a book. That might be a different conversation because I'm a little curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how did you like? Even even like you, the the word health span. I don't know that that's a term I've heard very often or ever actually. And we when you say hunting health span, can you break down kind of because your your bars were going to kind of speak to something similar as far as like a product in the category. So, um. What does that mean to you, your hunting health span? Yeah, so health span is a term that's just not used as frequently as lifespan. So lifespan, obviously, you're probably familiar with is like the duration of your life. So whether you're 89 or you're seven years old, however long you're going to live, health span is like the quality of your health within that period of time. So I decided to use that as the term because it's great to not only live longer so you can experience more opening days, you know, and hunt more. Uh, but also to have those quality of years, like really good, like mentally and physically just feel like you can crush everything. And so that's kind of why I use that term. Your hunting hellspan essentially refers to like the state of your physical, mental and spiritual well-being in relation to experiencing more opening days. So if your overall health is better, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to experience more opening days and hunt more. And that's kind of the whole intent of this book is to help hunters experience more opening days. I mean, it, I definitely noted it in the book many times that people kill huge, huge elk, huge deer and not take care of their health. And there's that. Um, but I'm more interested in how do I help hunters experience more opening days? So instead of five more years of deer hunting, they get 15 more. And I would choose 15 over five. So hopefully the resource has been put together well enough so that I can fulfill that for the community. Obviously a very worthwhile topic. And the first thing that came to my mind as you're talking about health span, <clears throat> not only experiencing more opening days, but being able to hunt the way you want to, right? Like, cause there's a lot of different ways to get out for things, but like the healthier you are, the more you can do obviously. And like being able to experience those things in the way that you've remembered them or the way that, you really love to do it is obviously important to all of us. So I think that's very worthwhile. Yeah. yeah it's uh Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, yeah, I suppose it is like Derek saying, if I can't get up that hill, that's a different hunt than if I can be like, yeah, it's no problem. Like just that, but that's just the physicality part. Just being a mobile hunter. I mean, you need yeah. to, you need to be in shape, some sort of shape and round might not be, I know Bill rounds a shape. Well, not the shape. shape we're talking about. <laughs> and out west, round is great for going down, but not great for going up. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I think it's always good to reflect and be like, we are given only one life and, you know, just make the, the best of it. And in fact, I think they actually just did the odds. They just calculated the odds at uh, Harvard. There was a scientist a few years back um, on the chances of being born into a human body. I think it's one in 400 trillion. So they took into account dinosaurs, the fact that your parents met on a certain day, conception, all that. So if you think of one in 400 trillion, you better, you basically have a better chance of seeing a unicorn and a Sasquatch than you do being born into a human body. So <laughs> make the most of the life you're given. Yeah. Gary Vee needs to go back and redo his video where he's like, you have a one in two billion chance of becoming a human. You better appreciate your Monday. You know, he's talking on the streets in New York to whoever's holding the camera, like all fired oh, up. Gosh. Still pretty yeah. big, you know, yeah. The odds are pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the jackpot though. Cool. Like you're, you're a human, you're here, you're present. You're like, life is, 
you're alive. You're not below ground or you're not ashes floating in some river. Like you're here. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess it sounds like there's probably a couple different like uh, ways to compartmentalize this or like think about it. You mentioned spiritual, like I think hunting gives us a lot of that spirituality or connection, but also that like battery recharging of getting us like, if I don't go hunting or at least I should say this when I do go hunting during hunting season, even though I'm detracting a little bit from having three kids, which by the way, congratulations. And you're screwed. Cause once three <laughs> comes, you're outnumbered and you go from man to man coverage to zone and it's, Good luck. I'll tell you that. Well, right I'm, now. I'm not at three yet. We're oh, going to be at two. But, my bad. Um, I thought it was going to be three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. So I still got a little time. <laughs> but you're good. Two's, two's easy. Walk in the park. Um, <laughs> Enjoy the next yeah. two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my thought is like, I'm usually in much higher spirits and feeling far more recharged and like, I don't know, bountiful. Like I'm happy because I got time in the woods. I feel like I've grounded myself. I've like slowed down. I've chilled out. Meanwhile, my wife is getting in worse condition because she's, you know, dealing with our three kids even more than normal. So it's a little imbalance in that perspective, but she gets a much better version of me. Um, sorry, guys, I had the camera on you guys. I'm trying to trying to do the thing here um, when I've gone hunting. So it's, it's a little double edged sword because I'm it's a better version of me, but there's also maybe a little bit less of me than normal. So it is kind of interesting. Short of the family component the better version of me is interesting. So I'm wondering what I'm leading up to to ask here is how do you get better spirituality outside of hunting? So you can hunt more. That's what I'm curious about. And if that's something you discuss in your book. Yeah, I, uh, is probably sprinkled throughout it. Um, in terms of, you know, I think it's asking yourself if I was just to simplify things, it's asking yourself where you want to spend your time and what, where your energy feels good. And if you feel like there's things in life outside of hunting the off season that is sucking you dry of maybe negative energy, then it's hopefully you could be in a position where you can strategically minimize whatever those situations, moments or environments are and put yourself in better positions. And when during the off season, you feel like your energy is a little bit better, um, cognitively speaking, like mentally, then it seems as if the word grateful starts peeking in a little bit more. And when you start being more grateful for things outside of hunting during the off season, it makes the experience of hunting tenfold more meaningful and worthwhile. So give, give me an example. Give me an example. Yeah. Actually, I want to go a little deeper here. Yeah. In terms of being grateful. Yep. Yeah. So I, I dive into it a little bit in the book. So for example, um, I, I provide an example in there where I met an individual a few years ago by the name of Owen. Um, my wife at the time was taking care of him. He has a genetic disorder where he can't verbally communicate or move um, independently speaking. So he communicates with his eyelids. And um, I think when I had first met him, sorry. I think when I had first met him, there were some internal realizations that occurred. Uh, my uncle, and you know, I say this in the book as well, like my uncle flipped his car when he was 18 and become became paralyzed, and that's who I was named after. So when I met Owen, it was another degree higher of um, accessibility in terms of what he could do. And I think when I met him, a 
another light switch uh, occurred where I just felt internally more grateful for the ability to write, the ability to say I love you to my wife, the ability to drive, move, lift up this pencil to write. Um, it made a lot of other things in life tenfold. Um, yeah, I just it's hard to explain because there's so much emotion filled in it. That's just one example. Um, so I, you know, it's maybe you meet someone down the road um, or so forth, or you go travel. I mean, I mentioned that I traveled to Ensenada, Mexico and helped build a house for an orphan family of eight and one mother. And that was pretty impactful on me too. So I think there's a lot of different environmental or people that you can meet that really, if you really look at it from a broad point of view, you can absorb um, your current position and theirs and reflect deeply. And when that occurs, hopefully, um, you have the ability to become a little bit more grateful. And when you're a little bit more grateful during the off season, it seems like everything's pretty joyous. Even when things don't go as well in the off season, which all of us have, you know, in everyday life, um, the weight of those things don't seem as heavy um, when you can reflect and internalize these people or these environments that you are exposed to. Yeah. Does that oh, kind of answer a little a, bit? Of it? No, it does. That's heavy. That's a, a heavier answer than I was anticipating. And thank you for sharing that. It yep. sounds like there's more detail in the book, but it, that is a perspective gained. If you're looking at it that way, um, that can be fully appreciated. I don't think, I mean, I mean, I don't know what am I 37 and it takes me to pick up one kid and all of a sudden I've torqued my back and say twerk torques. And now I'm like, Oh no, I can't move. <clears throat> And in that moment, obviously, I'm fine. And this is not in comparison or contrast whatsoever. But it is like, oh, no, or I hurt my shoulder. I pulled my um, rotator cuff or something. And even in that moment, I'm like, I can't pull my bow back. Or now I can't climb a tree. And I go into complete panic thinking, what am I going to do? The thing that I get so much fulfillment out of, I might not be able to participate in the same way. And just even small setbacks, not even as, as large as the magnitude you're talking about have a deep impact. And so obviously people are going through those kinds of things. Their shoulders are wrecked. They can't, their back is ruined, you know, they're whatever. So this, this health span concept is interesting. Like it's very, very interesting. Um, I would rather spend the latter half of my years spending as much time in the woods as I can than not, because it does give me so much fulfillment. Um, on the nutrition side though, that, that one's hard for everybody in many ways, especially given like the confines of our society. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's different for hunters because we do cherish. We talked about Elizabeth on the onset podcast with her own garden. Greg's got a garden that he, that he manages throughout the spring and summer fall. Um, obviously he's harvesting all sorts of wild game. Um, we got the updeck guys shooting ducks and pheasants. So most of hunt, a lot of hunters freezers are full of uh, diverse, you know, I don't know, group of meat and plants. <laughs> yeah. And and so maybe we're a different breed than others, but I imagine there's a pretty strong or tight line of communication in your book about some of that stuff. Yeah, nutritionally speaking, I mean, it's as good as it gets, any kind of wild game or fish. But I'm also a huge fan of balance and what's uh, realistic and manageable. So I always like to go off the rule of 50 um, in terms of what's manageable for 50 years. And I want to do that, whatever that is, I want to do it. Cause then I can be consistent. 
And so for me, like nutritionally speaking, I always advocate for having a treat every once in a while. So if you're out with your kids and they're at a birthday party and there's cake, go ahead and have that slice of cake. You know, when you get home, maybe eat a little bit cleaner. Maybe you go out to the bar with your friends. Sure, have that beer. I think it's more realistic and manageable, long-term speaking, to have those things and not to have a tight leash around you. But if that's what you would like to do, that's perfectly fine. I just like the I like the nutritional or dietary guidelines that are like, what's manageable for 50 years that gets me results? I want to stick with that. So I'm a huge fan of a little of everything, personally. Yeah, we had Justin Syatt. Justin Syatt? Sat with Syatt Fitness on uh, maybe a year ago, I think. Yeah. Big fitness guy in the fitness community. He was Gary Vaynerchuk's trainer for a couple of years. Oh, cool. And um, he's got a very similar approach. Like, and in fact, it's really, if you follow him on the fitness nutrition side and like health and working out, it's, he's pretty fun. He's a fun follow because he'll tell people like it is, but in a really direct way, he's not being mean, mm-hmm. but it's like, someone asked me this, you know, should I be counting calories? He's like, let me break it down for you. And, and he really goes off of that similar to your rule of 50. Um, like, what can you, what can you really do? Like, why don't you start by going for a walk every day? Like, you don't need to be running a marathon tomorrow, but like, you should probably walk every day. That's a very great choice. And that will help you. Blah, 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 blah. Great guest. Interesting conversation on the fitness side. Um, you got a bunch of cool looking animals behind you. Is that a, is that a mountain lion? Like, did you, what kind of so, big game are you hunting yeah. over there? Let me give you some context. Yeah, okay. I'm, in, uh, <laughs> I'm in one of my uh, mentor's rooms and he's hunted all over. So this was just a little bit better setup. If I was <laughs> home, then my son would have grabbed the computer and chucked it. Um, he's two <laughs> years old. So uh yeah that's a mountain lion right there from uh british columbia i believe so canada yep and then uh some black tail right here tree stand there's a around me there's a grizzly bear billy goat pronghorn elk lynx so there's a little of everything in here and i thought this was a perfect studio i can't claim any of these uh he's he's hunted for yeah He's uh, hunted all over for about 30, 40 years, so um, much experience, way higher than me. But I just felt like it was the perfect backdrop. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. What's your game of choice? What are you after? Uh, my go-to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have to say uh, rifle blacktail hunting in October in the Brookings area in Oregon is my favorite. I love when it's dumping rain cold and the rut's going. That is my favorite. In fact, if you guys ever want to hunt blacktail, we have an area that you can stay, cabin, get it all situated for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be so amazing. That's, uh, give that's me, a, give that's me an email. We'll get you situated. We could either do some <laughs> glassing and spot and stock, or we can load some packs and pack five to 20 miles in, whatever your heart desires. That'd be fun. I'm, I'm all about a, a blacktail hunt that's on the list of Oregon's things to Oregon's achievable. Do. I can get to Oregon. Maybe yeah. I uh, read a book and get my health and fitness in shape and I can get out <laughs> yeah, there. And no kidding. We can do a pack in here, Linda. A uh, pack in would be hey, awesome. Hey, whatever you want. Yeah, we can do whatever setup you want. We have everything. We're actually, I have, based off, just because of the book, there's already people that I'm taking hunting this October. So I think uh, that get is line. definitely... Gotta get, you in line, yo. we gotta get in line you gotta get in line yeah i don't know if there's gonna be a line but yeah if you guys do yeah if you're interested feel free to shoot me an email and we can set something up and we can take care of all the food the housing and get, yeah get after it that can be fun i've oh. never hunted black like what do you like when you said boring rain and cold temperatures you know i got three kids under five so it reminded me of the the character sadness from uh uh what's that damn movie um 
oh god inside out and she's like you know there's joy there's sadness there's anger and there's disgust these are the four traits of the personality and sadness she's the joy's like what makes you happy sad and she goes a cold rainy day where my boots fill up with water <laughs> and i'm cold and i you know and joy's <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> you know like what's, what's wrong with you what's going on here and you just remind <laughs> me of uh, of sadness but in a positive way um, yeah so that's just a little silly but i you know it's funny because we 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 talk about like health a little bit. We had some episodes where like we're running Derek's playing soccer and running Greg's doing all these, uh, rucks or in walking a bunch. Cool. Tyler, um, is walking a bunch. Everyone's like doing stuff to stay active because we realize like we need to have a, some semblance of at least cardiovascular fitness to be out dragging a whitetail. Cause you'll blow up a lung, uh, like <laughs> yeah. I almost did. Oh. You blow out your back or something like it's not going to be favorable. Um, but that being said, like I really enjoy running in the hottest of days. Yeah, that's your thing. Like, You're I like, love I, you love to sweat it out. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. like the harder the better. I really appreciate. I think like even in hunting, like give me the harder hunt. Like let's drag a canoe 500 yards through grass first. I don't care. Those are indelible, impressionable, memorable experiences that you won't soon forget. So I, I, the older I get, the more I realize. First of all, that's a different quote. The more I learn, <laughs> the more I realize, the less I know. But the older I get, the more I realize, the less I remember. Like the stuff I forget is a lot. I, I have no recollection of mundane bullshit. No one ever remembered the Call of Duty game they played, you know, when they were in college drinking beer on the couch on Sunday morning. No one remembered like you remember the hardest stuff. You remember the grittiest times like those are the things that are, I think, memorable. Absolutely. I remember somebody somewhere along the line. Somebody told me something similar to that. that like do the thing that's most memorable and it was, uh, <clears throat> I was in college working at a paper mill where my dad worked and I had like worked, uh, six in the morning, six at night. And a friend had texted me at like 7 PM. Like, Hey, this band is playing in Milwaukee, which was like two hours away. They start at nine. You want to go down with me? And I was like, I had to go into work the next day at 6 AM. And I was like, let me think we'll be back. I don't know. Two. I was like, what am I going to remember getting a good night's sleep and going into work and like having a great work day <laughs> or like having this experience? Yeah, let's go. There, and there it, might be a fine next day responsibility and memories, but okay. Yeah, well, I was a college hire. They yeah. weren't expecting anything. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Warm body. <laughs> yeah. No, I think so to your point about like, give me the cold, dark, dreary days and, and let me chase black. Take the experience the over comfort every day. Yeah. That's yeah. I, lo- I love those cold, I love the cold. I mean, I train every morning um, and I purposely wear sweatpants, sweater, beanie so that it's, it feels like I'm in wrestling mode when I train. So it's like training in a sauna. If So if you want to break a sweat, just go ahead and do that. But uh, <laughs> I like I like hunting preferably in the cold. But yeah, when it's dumping rain and it's the rut, it gets crazy over here. I don't know much about like Southern Oregon where you're at, but yeah. is that like rain, like Pacific? kind of stuff you have four climates yeah. in one state like you you can yeah. go to the top of the mountain get snow in july you can go to smith rock at the desert you can go to the rainforest. like you got you got it all oh everything yeah oh it's and it's like a rainforest so if you've ever walked in a rainforest that's how thick it is unless it's logged <laughs> so it it yeah unless you get deep in the back country it starts opening up so if you guys want to go on a difficult hunt we could pack in pretty far that won't be a problem all right I mean, that's what I'm game for, honestly. And, you know, if you guys do make that trek, I'd be happy to pack your whole buck out. So that is an additional bonus. I mean, I wouldn't really let you. I, I appreciate the offer. Yeah, like, 
Sorry, I got to have that suffer to earn it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's no I'm going to enjoy the meal a lot better if I do all that bullshit. You kill it, you haul it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always offer it, but I love the pack out. My buddy just shot a six by six uh, bull elk this last year, and he called me, and we went in at 10 p.m., got the first load, which was two quarters, done by 3.30 a.m., went back in, got the other load, and finished by 6 a.m. So from 10 to 6. Wow. Yeah, when you knew you're gonna suffer a lot, like those are those are stories. Those are those are the stories, and the timing of the story matters. To say like, oh yeah, we didn't get back till six thirty a.m. after two loads. That's a story, you know. Like it would be stupid if you're like, when we waited for the best conditions, and uh, we brought (laughs) like no one cares. (laughs) Yeah, you're totally right. Go suffer some more. And that's a bond you built, like with your like you you're already friends with this person, but like that's something that you two can just look at each other and be like, remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah, unforgettable. That? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My buddy Joel and I, who like I think I've talked about on the podcast most episodes, he there was a time when we were younger where we would be like, let's see how stupid we can get on this hunt and how lost, <laughs> stuck, beat up we can get. See that marsh down there? Let's go into that marsh. Like we got stuck in this marsh for like a couple hours. We thought we made it to the other end. We popped out like five yards from we started and we we're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a vortex. It was not good. But we were like, yeah, high five. We did stupid stuff. Nailed it. Yeah, we suffered. Yeah. That's how it cool. goes. No, that's cool, man. And Oregon's a different different place than Wisconsin. You guys got lots of terrain, lots of climates. It's crazy. What is, What are you cooking that up with when you're done? Like, talk about, like, oh, you've packed it out. Now you got this black tail. I don't even know how big those things are. I don't know nothing uh, about black tail. I'm sure one can get you know close to 200 pounds depending on how old it is um that's hefty but ultimately uh yeah i would say they're probably like 140 to 200 probably in that range uh in terms of cooking i i we're a huge fan of burger my son eats all of my meat on my plate too but <laughs> uh mer- yeah burger works pretty well we do steak um every once in a while crock pot i mean you can do sausage but burger is kind of the choice in our household right now but uh yeah it's 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 awesome and i'll tell you what okay is hunter if you were to ask my buddies in terms of blacktail hunting i should change my name to okay is hunter because i'm <laughs> the one in the group every time whatever the first legal buck is they all let me go <laughs> <laughs> let them at it let them at it <laughs> i should change my middle name to it because they were all laughing actually when i told them about your guys's company and i was popping out podcasts they're like man you should just be a part of that company because that's what you do <laughs> uh yeah so i'm like i'm always they always let me have first dibs especially if there's a fork and horner spike so well people people crap like that you know there's just so much and like negativity that can run through the veins of social media and the comments and so forth it's like someone will say they're a meat hunter and then the other guy be like bullshit go to the grocery store you're not really eating all that meat all the time like if you're actually meat, blah 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 so like i don't know i got a Deer and a quarter gone already out of the out of the three that were in my freezer well, and the other two. But, are, yeah, but then there are some of us that really are meat hunters, or you will go through them. You'll go through it. You really will. And my kids are the ones that would like to. My wife is uh, the tricky one. Um, but buy a good cookbook and learn some fun recipes, and you can maybe convert, uh, you know, a non-eater into it. <laughs> but you, once you get into it, it's fun. It's it's fun to learn how to cook it more. I love that. I I've, I've enjoyed that process so much. Like even to the point of where like I got a a smoker grill for dummies. I went and got a pit boss um, pellet grill, 
And I say smoker for dummies because you don't, you just set the temperature and walk away and it's burning wood pellets and it's, you know, you can, yeah. you can smoke all sorts of stuff on that without having to actually own a smoker, but I can also kiss it with some flame and open the, the vent up to get some fire on it or, or whatever. And it's that, that having that contraption has really, uh, helped me with cooking wild game. I, cause then I don't got to like, I know Greg's got his Weber charcoal and I think that's fine. I don't, I have one of those also, but then I got to like get the coals going. It's a whole different process with the kids. Yeah. It's already a process. It's like, it man, I got to think about this an yeah. hour ahead of time. And I think it's interesting what Lyndon said, like my kids are getting a little bit older. We're six and almost four now, my two. So they're, they're eating like venison steaks a lot more than they used to. But when they're younger, like, you know, you got young ones still Jude, but like burger was like the best way to like get yep. that, make something f- for everybody. Cause like yeah. when they're little, Chili you know, or hamburger so, helper or yeah, yeah, yeah. Tacos, you know, like spaghetti. whatever way you can do it. Spaghetti. We had, that's what we always did. Yeah. Now it's like, Hey, we're getting back into steaks. Let's go. Which is <laughs> some onions and mushrooms. That's, yeah. The good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys had about. canned meat at all? Before? I have. Um, there's a older gentleman out by me. You that, mean spam? No, just kidding. no, no, no. Like you, <laughs> you pressure cook in, in, in canned venison and it comes out like super duper tender. It's awesome. Like it's a meal explain in a jar. Explain this to me. There's nothing to explain. What? No, I need to understand. I'm not. You know. You know what a pressure cooker is. Yeah, we have one of those. It's literally okay. just like cubed up. It's cubed venison up venison meat. meat. You put it in a jar. You add salt. You know, there's things you can add to it, but you, you put the raw meat. Raw meat. You cook it first in a pressure cooker. No, you. That's what cook, I'm getting. You cook up. it. It cooks itself in the jar under pressure with heat. Google oh. it. And then All it right. seals. It seals. Right. So it does multiple things at once. Taking It's removing oxygen from the equation. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to worry about contamination. Mm-hmm. You're cooking it with the heat, and then it's canned, so it's preserved. Correct. Okay. For a long I'm time. For a long time. And yeah. For, a, li- for yeah. a long time. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can eat that stuff several years old. I would definitely recommend canned bear meat. It tastes like, if it's prepped well, especially with a little spice, it tastes like a pulled pork ribeye consistency. Mm. Really? That I've never had, but I'm glad that you said that. That is my favorite way to have bear. Does anybody in our listenership have canned venison that I can try? I'm in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. I Ooh, feel like I want to try this. Okay, we'll find it and, <laughs> and tell you what. We're going we're gonna to can up some. Or teach me how to do it. I we'll, don't... we'll can up some venison this year. I have, a pre- I have a pressure cooker and I have all that we stuff. We really should do that. Canned venison and see, as soon as I saw breakfast from Calder there. Yeah. And then what, yeah. what Lyndon said, uh, Bear breakfast sausage what is mean? by far my favorite processed meat of any wild game that I've had. Yeah. That's my favorite. Because it's greasy like a pig? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just a little bit different taste. It's not like like venison. Pro- if you made like a venison the bear breakfast. has been preserved correctly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not like Derek's cooler <laughs> situation. <laughs> not like the head of my bear. <laughs> no. Oh, that was The rest disgusting. of it made it the head, not so much. You know, I... Man, that sounds. I took care of the important part. You did. Oh, was I was going to say. I was going to say something about this whole uh, can situation. The can, can situation cam, is good can because if situation. power goes out uh, and your freezer shuts down, you got canned food. Yeah, you literally can open it up and warm it over a fire, or just eat it the way it is. Well, now we're going to have a, have a, like a prepper on our show for a survivalist episode and get deep <laughs> into like you know the guy's probably got a bunker in his yard with cans of venison. I think we know a guy. But Jeff is he one? Does he have a bunker? Jeff. Vance? No, that's just conspiracy stuff. No, wrong, wrong, wrong guy. <laughs> totally wrong guy. <laughs> we love Jeff. I'm just saying. I might peg him as someone that has canned venison. And he's in Wisconsin. Anywho. Aluminum foil hat and all. Yes. 
So, Linda, now I'm a little bit curious about the bear, the canned bear meat. How does uh, the bear tags and bear hunting work out in Oregon where you're at? Yeah, because Oregon's a different part of the country. Well, yeah, and Wisconsin has a very interesting bear hunting setup and system. So I'm just, I'm always just curious. Like, and then there's Montana. Yeah. <laughs> what what does it look like for you guys for bear hunting? Yeah, so for bear, fall is pretty open. In fact, you can get two tags um, if that tells you how many bears there are. Yeah, um, they are they are flourishing around. Spring is definitely drawn depending on the unit. You know, it could take you one to six years, um, just depending. But southwest where I'm currently at. It's kind of crazy if you look at where all the tags are allotted. It'll show Eastern Oregon. It'll say maybe, you know, a hundred tags for unit seventeen, and then you look at Southwest Oregon, and they issue out three thousand. Oh, <laughs> holy! So crap. if it gives you a yeah, if you look at the game regs and you see spring bear, and you look at all the units, there's a one chunk unit of Southwestern, and you see a huge amount of tags, and there's a reason for that because there's pretty healthy populations. Um, they sell out pretty quick because I think the reason they sold out last year is because at Wa the state of Washington, you can't spring bear hunt. So I think a lot of those guys, yeah, um, mm -hmm. everyone just started piling from Washington to come down. So they sold out. Um, but fall they'll yeah, you can get two tags for whatever, 20 bucks. Holy as, a, as a resident. What yeah. As a resident for non-res, I don't think I'd have to double check. I think for bear, it's not too spendy i know for elk it's about 400 my brother lives in washington so he hunts elk in oregon all the time uh yeah i'd have to double check but there's a lot of opportunity for bear especially in southwestern oregon cool I so we gonna... could double up on that if that's something you guys want to do if you <laughs> well, come to yeah the i was gonna ask like for a non-resident is it pretty affordable like i think getting oregon's affordable like it's not alaska you know um Seems like it might be. I'd have to double cool. check. Yeah, I'd have to double check the prices. I wouldn't think it's too much because they're trying to encourage people to come here and hunt bears. Sure. Uh, yeah. As is Montana. Yeah, that, we could double up. You know, if you guys came down in October, there's a plethora of areas to hunt bear the same time you're hunting deer. All right, we're coming. I have some serious. Yeah, fo I have some we, serious FOMO. We need to, missing October. We need to have a discussion after this podcast. <laughs> a serious For real. discussion. For real. Just pour up another bourbon and we'll um, No, there's we'll no buy bourbon. The bourbon, bourbon doesn't even need to be involved with this. This is a serious adult conversation. <laughs> I've never had one of those. <laughs> yeah, you got too many I'm kids. <laughs> Damn it, Junior. I'm, I'm on daddy daycare here. Every conversation is, yeah. no, yes, no. Calm down. Oh, you calm down. I yeah, that's I don't know. Uh, I'm very intrigued. Yep, very intrigued. That first bear that I have a picture of in my book uh, was actually during deer season, and it was in October. That 350 pounder. It's um, a good bear. That's a good bear. At 20 yards, standing up. <laughs> so we were actually hunting deer, and then it just kind of happened to be like that. It just yeah, bear season as well. So it worked out pretty well. I'm showing your book this from Amazon here, um, right? This is I hope, boy. I pray this is correct. It says your name. That so is correct. Be. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You can scroll down and it shows like reviews and. Is that the oh, only? Right there, there you go. There's some reviews. Is that yeah. the only place we can? Get Jim your Shockey book? reviewed your book. So yeah, how'd you I do was, that? Is that the publisher? Aaron Snyder. A, we know him. He's a good dude. I was pretty fortunate. Um, to get some people to really support the project. So I really grateful for everyone that really helped out and 
hopefully spread the word. Great reviews too, man. I'm getting this book for myself and for my father, just so you know. So thank you. Oh, thank you for the support. I appreciate yeah, it. Hopefully you can find something of value in there. I'm sure we will, my friend. Yep. That's cool. Uh, you should. Our YouTube channel has Aaron Snyder giving away some of his OKS moments. Um, oddly enough, I think there was one he shared where he was sprinting through the woods because he got embarrassed that he was lost with his friends. So he sprinted for some very long time to get back to like the cabin and then walk back. And they're like, how did you get over here? And why are you all wet? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I just, there was I, a I just wandered over there. Like he didn't really come clean. <laughs> like, and then he just shared this on our, on our, like, I don't know, this like video series of OKS moments. And I tried to get OKS moments from people that like Aaron Snyder, that you would think no way that guy has OKS moments. Um, he did. And he shared them and they were pretty Everybody funny. Does, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That's cool. Getting turned around, getting lost in the woods. That's pretty common. I got turned around one time gun hunting on a plot that I've been to for the last 10 years in a row. And the area that I was hunting was pretty close to like one of the roads. And somehow within the first three minutes, I was like, I have no idea where I am <laughs> on this particular. I knew where I was. I knew I wasn't lost, but I was so turned around. I was like, where is my damn spot that I'm trying to get to that I marked? <laughs> And I was like, and it happened again last year. It's infuriating. Different spot. It is like, like, what is going on? When it's pitch black, you just, man, it, it's ridiculous. So being in big territory, I'm a little worried for myself in some cases. Like, I don't know how I ever got my way through the Northwoods, by the way, guys. I don't, all I had back then was a compass. Plenty of logging roads. <laughs> I just only had a compass. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have technology back then. It just was a walkie-talkie and a compass and, and, a, and a hope and a dream and a prayer that I would get back to my dad's truck. <laughs> Some at some point in time, the poke and hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes, my friend. <laughs> whatever right. it yeah. takes. Good, good chat. What else? We what else? We what other tidbits you want to share about the book that could benefit folks just in general? Like, I don't, I, I don't think you can overshare here because anything you can share, obviously, there's a whole book to read. So unless you can read the whole thing verbatim, I don't think you have to worry about oversharing what's in there. <laughs> yeah, I could take a while to share this. I would say if anyone, I think. What's going to be surprising is, um, you know, there's definitely some ideas for, and strategies for exercise, sleeping, and nutrition. But chapters five, six, and seven have nothing to do with those. And I think that's where some of the hidden gems are. Not that I'm dismaying the others, um, but I'm pretty excited to see what people think of chapters five, six, and seven that have to do with, you know, improving your mental health and so forth during the off season that can make you a killer during the season and also help you obviously experience more opening days. But there's a lot of different protocols on there. I mean, ways to crush anxiety, like using codes or numbers for that, you know, helping with gut issues, getting off meds for type two. Uh, there's a little of everything. Um, yeah. Improving hormones. I mean, the list kind of goes on. I try to come at it as many different angles as possible. PTSD. Uh, yeah. You have 73 yeah. things in the subtitle. 73 not five, ways not five ways 73, 73. so you know it's gonna be in depth <laughs> did, yeah, you, it's, uh, did you start yeah. with the did you like let me get suddenly get a list going to see how i can put this book together and then you were like <laughs> shit i got 73 i should probably write this thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah how did that like happen that, but 
yeah, it was actually originally 50. Um, but then we working with the publisher, we kind of adjusted. You're like, you need more. Things. You need more than 15. You need to, you need to add a whole number. Somewhere between 71 and 74. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how Linen, it works out. 50 ain't enough. Like you gotta you gotta you get those are rookie numbers. You gotta pump those up. Coffee's for they, closers. Let's they, go here. <laughs> That's basically what my manager said. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you're going to need to ramp that up. So I, uh, we made a lot of modifications to kind of expand it. And honestly, you could probably take one of those ways and write a book in itself. Um, the idea was I just bet. to give a glimpse and, you know, to get someone to think, think about it and maybe it, go out on their own and maybe expand upon each of those. But ultimately, yeah, it is 73 at the very back of the book. You can see a big list and, in between each one, there's a lot of other details. It's not listed, so I think that's where some of the goodies are too. Yeah, but it it's all over the map, definitely. I think that's what's so beautiful about like <clears throat> you're right. You have uh, you were talking about your professional like your career and what you do in you know your academic career. Yeah, like, both educators. How about that? You're but you're like into nu- nutrition and like uh, you know yeah. how your body works, right? Is that what you were into? Yep. Yeah. Which My is academic, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the way you, you know, you put this out and you frame it for the hunting mindset, like makes it accessible to this population that in my eyes that here in Wisconsin, like the older generation of hunters and some of the younger generation, like we're so stubborn. We don't want to change what we do, but yeah, like, oh, this, been, but this is for been, hunting. Like this is to help me hunting. So maybe it's the good. The doctor tells like, you it's stop a beautiful, having salt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the hell with that doctor. I'm not. Reducing my salt intake. Said no salty fries. No salty fries. That's bullshit. I'll do more salt. Like <laughs> you tell me no, and I go the other direction. That's what it is, right? It's though, like, like there's this age bracket of like stubbornness <laughs> that is yeah. like incomprehensible. Where I'm like, dude, when I get that old, for the love of God, take me out of my house and put me somewhere comfortable so I can play <laughs> cards with the good old boys, like I'm back in college or something. Like I don't have to have that much pride. It's okay. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I think we're picked like, cause you got to deal with, you got to, we're all going to have to deal with our in-laws and our parents in a certain manner. And I tell you, when they cross that threshold into the old, the old timer age, when they're like senile, not giving a shit, it's going to get real frustrating. <laughs> so we can, <laughs> if we can just Love you, Dad. make that part of life a little better. <laughs> Already there. No, but, but really, that's what I was saying is like the way this this book is framed and you've attacked these things, I think is in a really, really good way to like say, hey, you're a hunter, I'm a hunter, let's kill some stuff, but like let's also take care of ourselves, people. Yeah. Basically, yeah. That, I mean, it, w- it would have been pretty easy just to make it for the general public, but I really wanted to niche it towards the lifestyle that I mean, I was raised in and taken to camp at the age of two and shooting bows and I just felt like it's given so much to me. I just was like, I just feel like I can merge some of my background with this community and hopefully provide some value. And that's took the leap of faith kind of thing. So how's it going so far with the book, in your opinion? Like, I don't, and you know, I don't know what it's like publishing a book. I know people that have published books. We've talked to some other authors in the past and I've talked to a couple in the business community and whatever, but how, when did it launch or when did it get published? Where can people get it? How can they get it? I'm a big audible guy and I know that's a whole different like lift when you publish a book that's not part of just, you know, a book out there. Like it's a whole nother thing. Um, I'm happy to read books on Kindle and and audible. That's where I do it by and large because that's accessible for me. Like Kindle in the bed at night, audible in the shower and the commute or whatever, walking dogs. I'll, I'll crush books that way. 
my wife, you can't get away from Audible. I think she's read three books this week. She's a freaking psychopath right now. Dang, getting after it. She's okay. got a problem. She's like walking around with headphones. She's like, I'm going to listen to my book. Is that okay? I'm like, what are you listening to? <laughs> like, what is this book? What's really has, in those like, headphones? Let me listen to that. Let me listen to that. What is that? She's like, I think I'm just listening to a crime podcast. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Oh, my God. If she does that, her and Ashley are never going to be... <laughs> They're going to be plotting Whoa. your demise. I'm a little worried. When I get home like late from something, I'm like, where are you? I'll text her because like none of the lights are on the first floor. Like, I'm in the basement watching Dateline NBC. You're like watching like, you know, whatever murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, I'll come home. Like, Today oh I walked in the door and I hit the, I hit the knob and she's like, oh, I thought for sure we we're going to get murdered. I was like, what are you talking about? It's the middle of the day. It's, it's all me. about murder. I, we have a ring doorbell. You know I was walking in. I'm telling you, you guys, there's going to be a new... F- flower bed somewhere in the backyard that <laughs> you don't know about and all of a sudden i'll know about it but you guys won't you have to come Why find you me have so many pics all of a sudden <laughs> oh my goodness anyway no but where can people get the book <laughs> we're trying to comment your book yeah hey no worries yeah uh so you can find it on every platform i was pretty fortunate the publishing company i worked through they placed it on everyone you can fathom so barnes and noble all oh, of them cool. okay all the different countries and so you can get it in any format. The only version I didn't do was um, an audiobook, but I might do that in the next six months, cool. kind of as a second wind. Would you read uh, it or would you have some talent read it? Do you know? Uh, I would like to do it. Yeah. Cool. I would like to do it. Good so, for you. Um, yeah, that might be kind of a six month thing. But, you know, I would say one of the misconceptions with a book is when you publish it, you think you're just going to be sitting back. And it's, no, you uh, got to promote quite, the shit out of it. That's why you're on our podcast. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite the opposite. I think I'm pretty busy for the. You next turn into a market. You go from an author to a marketer real quick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I had a good marketing manager and a bunch of people on my team that were helping me out. And I'm going to be busy for the next year and a half. It's looking like just from everything setting up. So I'm pretty excited just to connect with others in this space and hopefully kind of get more involved. And that was kind of the objective, you know, and provide a little bit of value, but you, essentially you can get it anywhere. It's Amazon, Barnes and Noble. But do you have it printed too? Like, can I get a paperback copy of it? Like, oh, or yeah. is it only, Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry. Hardcover, paperback, Kindle. Kindle. All right. Well, that's where my, that's so we should, we should make sure we bring our copy to Oregon when we go do our combo black bear, black tail hunt and have you sign it. I want it signed. Oh, there we go. I want it Let's signed get... in blood oh, <laughs> when, we <pack> <laughs> when we pack one out. When we pack one out, down. I want it signed in blacktail blood. <laughs> you might have the only oh, copy awesome. signed in blood, then. Is that what weird? You, is that weird? To sign that? It I might use, be a little weird. It might to, be a little extreme. I don't think it's weird. It's not weird to you, but it might be a little extreme yeah, yeah. to oh, others. Right. I've never displayed a book open before, but I might for that one. <laughs> well, you have to let the blood dry. You got a pen? So. No, I got some blacktail fur. You want I can sign it with that. This is going to be a badass trip if we can make this happen. That would be sweet. Oh, we'll just have to get our videographer to come with you, and then we'll really make something We'll find somebody. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I'll sacrifice hey, it. Hey, Jace. Uh, I know you're listening. I'll you video. Come I don't to care Oregon? shit. Marinetto Media. There we go. Hey, I got three or four people that I can get to film it, so that won't be a problem. You, just, you guys just got to pack your gear and get over Let's cool. go. I got a pack already. I got I got one. I got a friend. My barrel's pack. still cooling down from January, so... <laughs> <laughs> are you so spot and stock you're sounds ready. like an option but like you're not hunting out of a tree stand or a saddle when you're hunting these things are you you're just you're just on a ridge you said rifle so like i'm happy to just we do we just came from the vortex place we're pretty amped pretty on getting some right optics now. Yeah. and some training <laughs> yep yeah yeah you can uh i typically um most in that area if they're gonna 
tree stand hunt is probably late season archery okay just because Which then you have those patternized trails and you you know put game cameras up and you have the timing um with these they're definitely um sporadic in terms of gun season so it's really hard to kind of catch the same ones in the same area unless it's a mature one and you've been watching for you know maybe months or years um but yeah i would say hunting ridges lots of glassing spot and stock it's rugged country in certain areas definitely Good. um but we can we can get pretty far back away from people and i mean pretty deep so and, we'll and definitely yeah go ahead the the well, I, I don't think i ever brought my plane in for landing on the question about like uh meal prep with these things so i've never had a black tail like I, you talk about burger for your boys and, and stuff like that but it's a deer uh, what, you eat what, it it's probably very, yeah, 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 it's yeah, probably like, pretty what, darn similar it's like a white tail it's like, gonna taste different because it's not like, what's the deer it's like a white tail a deer is a deer is a deer is a deer and brows right yeah. is it is what is it eating it's, moss and brows yeah, it's gonna taste, taste peaty like my scotch it might. that could be nice that it could might. be nice <laughs> only if you eat the hawks i'm gonna try a scotch <laughs> marinade on my next <laughs> scotch marinade. I, I would say it's pretty similar to whitetail i harvested a whitetail a few years ago in idaho um and it it was tasted pretty similar i mean it's gonna be a little bit smaller depending on mature but yeah what do you got there greg trail cam pick i'm just showing you bust out his phone in the middle of a podcast he did that he did that on our drive up to the the uh archery shoot. Is that a buck? Yeah. Nope. It's a huge doe. That's your big old doe, right? There. Huge doe. <laughs> Note for future, don't check your cell cam post during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lyndon. Oh, you're good. You're the big boy on Gregory's phone. <laughs> We're just getting excited for white tail season. Not saying nothing. You nope, just, just did. A lot, a lot of does. Live. Huge doe. The camera's pointed right at you. That's the biggest forker I've ever seen. That is a big. A yeah, look at look at the forks on that thirteen and one thing. The shirt as the crow flies. <laughs> the the crow is pretty small in contrast to the to the time. That, this, yeah, this would work for that, wouldn't it? Yeah, but yeah. almost the same. Is it the same button? It might be. <laughs> AKA also known as Forkzilla. That's his name. He's Forkzilla. He's Forkzilla. <laughs> oh, God. Why'd you call him Forkzilla? He's got 15 points. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a lot of bone there. A lot of fuzz. A lot of fuzz. Oh, my yet, goodness. Yeah. Now you're going. I'm going to I'm gonna just... Uh, you went from blacktail to whitetail real, real fast. Worse. Yeah, you didn't even see <laughs> me. You're like, what blacktail? You're like, we need to have an adult no, conversation. I'm, I'm serious. And then four I seconds later, I want to go shoot like, a blacktail. I want to go to shoot a this, mule deer. I wanna... this, on your shirt right here. Get the, get the camera to pull in on that. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want to do with Lyndon here. Yep. Bear, blacktail, in the mountains. Let's oh, go. Perfect. Right. Boom. It's going to be beer camp. There over might be some Oregon. beer. We'll get, we'll get the balance for Lyndon. We'll get some beers out there. <laughs> we can hold that in. We we'll can balance you out. God, that'd be cool. <laughs> I, we just did a talk at VHA, Wisconsin chapter, and it was about balance. It was about it was. family and hunting. And oddly enough, my, my little guy, my middle, my, my, my middle guy was in the ER on Friday night. He, has cr he had croup and he couldn't breathe because uh, if a kid gets croup, I forget what the adult version of croup is, but his airway is so small that it was like closing in. And you get that really and weird he, he's sound. Like, <laughs> like he couldn't breathe. Oh, wow. And uh, then he was coughing and he was panicking and it was like creating this perpetual situation. And then his uh, blood oxygen levels were like at a 90. So I was literally sped to the ER. Um, got him there and like, thank God I got him there. They gave him steroids, which is a whole different problem that I have to then deal with because he turns into the miniature Hulk. But 
um, <laughs> he was pretty, he was pretty terrified. Where the hell was I going with this? Oh, so then the next morning I had to, so from 1230 to like about 330 to 345 AM, I'm awake. I don't think I fell asleep till 3.30, 3.45 because now I'm dealing with a steroid child. Even though we got back home at 2.30, like he took a long time to fall back asleep. And um, then the next morning we're driving to Wausau, Wisconsin. Was that like, a three, I think we spent three hours in the car. Because you drove to my house. Yeah. It was probably three, three hours in the three car. Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours in the car to then give a talk on family balancing and hunting. <laughs> I was like, life. well, I'm here talking about hunting ever after having dealt with a family situation all night. And this is par for the course go hunting season because what happens in September? First of all, all my kids' birthdays are September. Second of all, they all get sick because they go back to school. But who cuts their own self open and goes to the ER? Okay. Oh, wait, that was you. I had to go to the ER because I sliced my finger open. That's a different story. <laughs> On a broadhead, nonetheless. They're sharp as science allows. I don't want to hear They were it. sharp. I'm, good. I'm glad to hear your broadheads are very sharp. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cut that on one was until it went off into the wild blue yonder. Cutting at the molecular <laughs> never, found, never to be found again, mind you. Ooh, I hate, I see you. Guys. Anyway, out. so I was giving a talk about balance, and I was like, well, there is no balance. That's the, the reality is there's no balance because it all is just happening. So anyway, I don't know what the hell I was talking about. Balance, and I... I think that there is a argument had about like balance is important, but I also think like you have to keep it into perspective because it's relative and depending on how you build your life, things can go out of balance really quickly when your kid is going to like stop breathing and you got to take him to the ER and like, you got to deal with that shit yeah. happens and you, you got to roll with the punches. I don't know what else I was going to say there other than I did a display for the as the crow fly shirt. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with any of that. Lyndon said something early in the podcast that kind of clicked with me, and I'm going to bring it up now. Lyndon, you won't experience it until your kids get a little bit older. You definitely know it. You know it. Oh, Lyndon. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you were talking about perspective, and like you mentioned Owen, you know, the younger guy you knew. And, like, how, like, those big situations, like, you don't think about those every day. And, like, my day-to-day, -day, I just started doing, like, I'm at home with my kids all day for the last three weeks. And when I'm at home with them, like, constantly, all day, every little problem in my brain is this giant freaking problem. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. And, like, it's in my head. Oh, my God. And it's the, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you you spilled some bubbles. Boy, you're going to get a whoopin. Yeah. <laughs> I paid 99 cents for that two liter bottle. You spilled some bubbles on the ground. Like, it doesn't matter. But, like, that perspective issue with, like, your kids especially, like, I'm struggling with that right now. <laughs> that I'm struggling. That one is you got to let things go, for sure. But you know what I mean? It's like all these little things. Yeah. Just, yeah, you just, just be happy for what you got. Lyndon, so we... I, and I've said this out loud more times than people care to effing hear it, but like stoic philosophy, I don't know how much you know about stoic philosophy and like memento mori where like live every day. Like Where's you could your die toga? tomorrow. You need to start wearing a toga. Yeah. I would love that. Next podcast. Yeah. There we go. Comes and your, but, and your Lord boards, but they have this mantra of like, you know, you could die. Everyone could like the, your loved ones could die tomorrow. So you should really live today as though like there isn't a tomorrow. And, and, and to even make that it's one step further, Every day you've lived is now dead to you. It's gone. So I've... So are the bubbles? Like, I have 37 bubbles. years of, of death behind me, so to speak. Bubbles. Yeah. And I have how much ahead of me, you know? And the further you get in life, the less alive days you have. Mm -hmm. It's... That really helps me keep grounded. And to Derek's point about, like, oh, you spilled this, you done that. Like, 
I will tell you the carpeting in our uh, family room <laughs> is at a level of like complete and utter disgust to, and full on embarrassment of bringing people in our house. I'm happy to have you guys here because I don't give a shit what you guys think because we're close now. <laughs> but anybody else, I'm like, there's we no chance. We come to see you, not your house. There's Just no remember chance. That. Someone else. People who give a shit, you go to see and them. And I'm like, <laughs> not their house. But does it, in the grand scheme of things, how much does that matter? If my kid, dro- and at this point, I'm like, well, it's, it's totally screwed. So like, go ahead and dump that orange juice. I could care less. Another puke pile showed up from who knows what animal, because we have four of them. I don't know which animal puked. Is no, you have worth, seven. Is it worth stressing about? You have seven animals. <laughs> yeah, our kids. About three yeah, years ago. Feral. About three years ago for Ashley's birthday, <laughs> her parents got her carpet shampoo or vacuum. And she was like, it's my birthday. <laughs> like we just thought you may want it, you may need it. She was they're like, telling what you, but the they're heck? really saying, dude, I use it like every other day, somewhere in the carpet, <laughs> every other day. And we just think you should have. I'm this. shampooing that damn carpet because <laughs> something's puked, pooped, pissed, pissed somewhere. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, the most loved. Yeah. That that's my best. My my cat, son cats will open the, the patio door from the living room and Terrible, pee out yeah. onto the patio. And I'm like, cool. Well, you couldn't find the bathroom. That's not the bathroom, buddy. That is a patio door. <laughs> hey. And I'm like, I can't be mad about it because these are the days I wish I'll have back some at some point. When like, you're under the age oh, of five, the yeah. world is your urinal, <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Anyway, so so balance <laughs> is a thing, but it but I have a unique perspective on balance. I just yeah, I think with kids, it's always interesting because there is always so many things that are going on without con- <laughs> out of side your control. And I've had plenty of times where, you know, there's 17 things going wrong at the same time. And <laughs> it just takes a lot of practice to step back. You know, no one's perfect. But I think some of the things that have definitely helped me is stepping back and thinking it from. A, a, let's say when you're 91, will you be thinking about those seven things that went wrong in the kitchen. And for me, like you probably won't be. So if I can like really internalize that number 91 and be like, when I'm 91 years old, am I going to be mad that my son just uh, broke my bow? I probably won't be. Um, It's just an item and items can be replaced. And, you know, even if it happens before my hunt or, I mean, think of this, we're just literally on a on this planet spinning in this unknown universe of this huge galaxy. And we're like this tiny little bacteria that is just kind of hanging out residing here. And I think if we can look at that perspective a little bit more than sometimes when things don't go our way, maybe they're just not as. Yeah. If we could all fly to space and look at the earth and be like, wow, that just argument that I was in today doesn't effing matter at all. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, that's per- exactly it. Again, yeah. the perspective side. There was a, there's some, I don't know if it's some stupid influencer on social media or some, who knows. It was pretty cool. I did appreciate it to your point about being 91. If I make it that far, if I got to travel back in time to, what am I, 37 now, where my son peed on the carpet and the dog puked (laughs) and my daughter knocked a lamp over my other son, like shit on the deck. I don't know. All at once. <laughs> like, and I was an asshole. That's that's nice, that, that can happen. That's a nice here. Tuesday. And I, <laughs> that's yeah. a great Tuesday. Typical Tuesday. That's a mild Hashtag Tuesday. Hashtag typical. No but if I go back in time and I'm like looking at my phone or I'm doing se- like, and I watched myself as a 91 year old, would I be like, you, you idiot. Hey, dumb shit. Get off the, the phone. Get off like, the phone exactly. and see what's going on over here. Exactly. Watch the chaos ensue. Like, yeah. Kids spell love T-I-M-E. 
And they don't give a shit what it is you're doing. They give a shit that you're doing something with them and that you're present right. together. So even like, oh, I don't want my kid watching screen time. It's also good to know that you're just actually together. If my daughter's in the same room as me, at some point when she's 16, 17, 18, she ain't going to want to be in the same room as me. So if she just happens to want to watch some Bluey for 10 minutes, so be it. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. spectrums of concern that I think you have to, this is a whole different topic, but like the moments that I get to have with my kids outdoors are so powerful. Like Derek had his son out on a tree stand with him. We shot a doe and he prayed for the deer to come closer. And that was, that happened. That was real life. And I think your kid actually said, dad, is this real is life? This real life. And like, <laughs> that's so cool. That That is monumentally incredible. So when your kids piss at you, that you're pissed that he spilled bubbles or something like, think back to that moment for a second. And it, and it is like kind of similar to the 50 year thing that Lyndon was talking about. Can I do this? Is this sustainable for 50 years? In 50 years, will I give a crap about that thing. any of these you little things? But in the moment, yeah, you get it's a good way to look emotions. at it. Either way, it's like yeah. take your yeah. immediate perspective and extrapolate zoom it. Zoom out. Right? Yeah. Like zoom out and figure out what's important. And that's important in every facet, not just your nutrition, not just with your kids, but everything. And I'll say, as the okay center, someone that's trying to like level set against uh, expectation versus reality, like how important is that buck on my wall? This like meh. It's pretty important. Who is <laughs> <laughs> important. <laughs> to this guy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, at the moment, it's not. But someday when my kids are older and I can compete with them, then it'll change. You know, Dad, you got a lot of spikes. What's the deal with that? Well, I was raising your little ass. You know, yeah. Change all your damn diapers. You want to talk about that for a second? Let's let's go, buddy. Remember all those venison sticks and venison yeah. burgers yeah. and all that other stuff you liked eating? Yeah. That's where those went. Let's turn the let's turn the ignition on this bitch real quick. Let's see who's really gonna show up, son. <laughs> oh. Man. Anyway, good chat. This is fun. Yeah. So people can get the book anywhere other than Audible for now, but that may change. And I'm assuming as this thing hits the market and people become exposed to it, you're going to gain some feedback and maybe you'll dive deeper and do another book. Has that been on the, uh, has that been in your mind? Um, yeah. So it's funny you asked that. I'd actually started my second one in January. I um, knew it. Before I'd even finished. Just wait a little longer. Get get some more feedback. You really will get. Well, the market uh, will tell you I'm what really, they want to hear. I'm actually. Yeah, I love feedback. So I hope I get a bunch of it. You know, the good, the bad, and in between. I hope I get a ton of it. This second one actually has nothing to do with health, but it's within hunting and it's never been written before. So I feel like I'm destined. I don't want to use that word. I feel like I am meant to write this specific book for the hunting community. So I've been getting after it in that regard, kind of on the side. So cool. crazy. Good for you. And this one will be done in a year. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not science related, so it's not probably going to take as long. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm excited about it just because it's definitely not have it doesn't have to do with health, but it's still within the hunting, the hunting, you know, space. So it hasn't been done before. So I just feel like. And I'm going to need to be the person to do that. So no, that's cool. And, and thank you to your mentor for letting him use your, uh, use his uh, space with the really cool animals in the background. Yeah. I'll let him know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sweet setup. Every time I come in here, it just gets me all jacked up. And then I go back home and then I repack all of my packs. And then <laughs> what are you are. doing? Yeah. Honey? Nothing, nothing. I just, <laughs> nothing. Don't worry about it. Looking for yeah. something I got to take care of. You sit and practice this trigger squeeze on your rifle in the basement. <laughs> Basically, yeah. My son yeah. comes in, he grabs my trekking poles, he's 
holding my shooting pad. He's getting all ramped up. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. My wife built a canoe out of our, our uh, nuggets this afternoon and gave my son some paddles because <laughs> he wanted to go on a canoe adventure to go deer hunting. So that's what we came up with. Cool. <laughs> cool. That's rad. Cool. Well, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate your time yeah. uh, for, for being here. We'll uh, end the live broadcast and this will go into podcast land this evening as per usual. And everyone that commented and we know calls tonight, which is totally fine, but everyone that was watching live, thanks. If you want to watch live and participate going forward, check out our YouTube. That's where you can do that and we'll see it. We're live on Instagram, but I can't I can't reach my phone. So, but I can see my computer screen. And if you're on YouTube or Facebook, I can uh, comment back and all that jazz. So appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Stay, stick around for just a second here while we end the live broadcast. And everybody, have a good night. See you. There it goes. Thank you.